Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the sound of the weekend. Happy, happy Friday. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. It is 608. Time check sponsor, Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes! Nothing wrong with a little banging. Bass drum, top, top. Ride that hi hat a little bit. Come on. More cowbell. No? I, I don't think we have a cowbell. Okay. No. I looked for one, but I don't have one. Good morning and welcome. Happy, 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 happy. Friday, the weekend is here. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate the support. Hey, locally, uh, Medieval Fair is this weekend, and it's at Depot Park in downtown, well, near downtown Gainesville. Uh, Hogtown goes downtown. There you go. That's the theme. So get your giant turkey legs. and uh, (laughs) As soon as you mentioned it, I'm like, yeah, big old turkey leg. And the other thing you think of is jousting. Oh, yes. Yes. Keep your hand off my turkey. They're gonna what they're gonna do this year? They're gonna the the jousting. Yeah, they're just gonna put homeless people against each other. Oh my goodness, is that in poor taste? Well, just a little bit. I just wanted to get not as in good taste as the turkey leg. (laughs) Oh wait, if you think that's in poor taste, yeah, I have a story for you. Oh no, from the WWE. Oh, I knew you. Talk about using the word extreme. I knew you were gonna find this story. Vince McMahon. I tried in to trouble. hide. I tried to hide this. Oh, I'm going to milk these chickens. Oh, I'm not going to tell you right now. I know. I'm not going to tell anybody right now. I tried to hide. It, it. is nasty, and that's and coming I'm from somebody not who responsible. Greg knows. I I always click on the nastiest oh, headlines, and I'm telling you, I know it's bad. This has to do with Vince McMahon uh, being sued by a former employee. Mm-hmm. That if the allegations are true, oh man, oh man, holy cannoli is all I can say. Yeah. All right. We'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Interesting stuff about the unions. You know, we, we had the story yesterday where the UAW president came out and this guy, Sean Fain, is going to, well, he, he, he's given the nod to uh, President Biden for a second term. Right. And th- that's not news. That. Union boss supports mm-hmm. Democrat candidate, not news. Duh. That's a big duh. Dog bites man. Now you ask yourself, why? Because he's not really doing anything for you, but it's not it's not unexpected. Well, look, he even admitted, and this is the story that you'll hear more about today, he even admitted, he said, a great majority of American union workers in the auto industry will not vote for President Joe Biden. Majority. Yes. Okay. He said, well, he said a great majority. A great majority. So shouldn't the union leader kind of, I don't know, follow along in the wishes of the union members? Isn't that kind of the part of the idea? 
That's where it gets a little sticky and a little tricky. <laughs> okay. Um, because, historically, the Democrats and the unions have been, you know, tied together at the hip. Oh, yeah. But this is before the Democratic Party began to really morph and and not just to go, you know, turn to the left and the, the far left Marxist agenda that they've begun to follow. Mm-hmm. But you also have to look at really recent events in terms of Joe Biden, his administration and how he is basically, well, having America bend over for China, for lack oh, of a better term. Sadly, but yes. Don't worry, I'll get into the Vince McMahon story in a little bit. Mm. But now, right now, yeah, the very demise of America's automobile business, it it really is just a few years away, and you know how quick time goes. It really is. This push for the EV cars, China owns the vast majority of that market. And they they own even more, a greater percentage of battery production. We don't even have the ability to to, to take something from a raw material, if we can even get our hands on it, to uh, a completed, ready-to-go battery to be installed in a vehicle. We're, in who, America, we're not, we do not have that in place. Who owns, uh, owns pretty much the access to most of those materials, Bob? China That's does. Yeah. yeah. So you've got a president who is really not just to open the door for china uh he's kicked down the door and he's done everything he can to hurt the automobile industry that's joe biden so why a uaw united auto workers president would support specifically this president you support uh, a democrat or whatever okay i can still take issue with a lot of that but i can understand from an old school perspective i guess why they do that but that's a, you're a fool. You you really are a fool. It's a very foolish things to do. Yeah. This is the president of the United Auto Workers, Sean Fain. He says, look, let me be clear about this. A great majority of our members will not vote for President Biden. Yes, some will, but that's the reality of this. He was on with Neil Cavuto. He says, when you look at these two presidents, the choice is very clear about which one stands up with the working class and stands with labor and which one stands with the billionaire class. And that's his base. Really? Hmm. Thane's remarks came immediately after he announced the UAW was endorsing uh, Biden for re-election this year against Trump. Despite the White House's green energy agenda, which would crush the American auto industry with plant closures, outsourcing, and millions of jobs lost. Then now, how do you stand up there and support this guy? How, how do you even do it? And, th- and th- then don't even say all this after the fact. He, Joe Biden is doing everything but standing up for America and American jobs. I told you the story the other day about the charging stations. That was all earmarked for the money to go to American companies so that they could create the infrastructure. Well, the transportation uh, secretary, Buttigieg, but he puts a waiver on it. So, no, no, China can bid on that. China, foreign, this money can go to foreign sources. Unreal. A bipartisan bill reached the president's desk that said, no, we don't want you to do that. Democrats and Republicans, the bill, done. And Biden 
vetoed it. The message is clear. Coming up, Teamsters union president describes a meeting that he had recently with former President Trump. Really? Yep. I can't wait for this one. Oh, details on that and so many other great stories coming your way on The Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassie. Don't go anywhere. It is 616. You're listening to News Talk 97.3, The Sky. Mark Levin. Our border is wide open because... Biden wants to change the country. Six weeknights. Well, how do you fix that? Make it less white, less Christian. On 97.3, The Sky. Good morning and happy Friday. Here comes the weekend. You're tuned to The Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy at 621. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Top story again, really. Battle at the border. It continues. Federal government, the Biden administration versus Texas and Governor Abbott. Christy Nome jumped in, talked about it a little bit. Um, she was on uh, Fox News Channel and uh, she said, hey, I'll bring razor wire to the border myself to help out the governor. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Meanwhile, a U.S. congressman who represents the area warned Biden would be an idiot to commence a standoff or worse with Texas National Guard members now using the park as parallels were drawn to the last instance of National Guard federalization 67 years ago. Remember that? Letting the black kids go to school with the white kids? Remember that? All right. Are we going to have a similar type scenario? I don't think it's going to come to that. But then again, I've underestimated how far the Biden administration is willing to go and and risk you know, terrible publicity, but they do it anyway. I mean, the whole border issue in itself is an example of that. And it is interesting. Fox News has been covering it for a long time. Us on talk radio, we've been covering it. Uh, people who represent us in D.C., like Congresswoman Kat Kamek, has been... You know, all over the border issue from the very beginning, and it started at the very beginning of the Biden administration. He purposefully, through executive orders, undid everything that Trump had in place. But, you know, you you and I take this as fact because it is. But I'm telling you, there's a lot of lefties who don't see it the same way because where they go... Their sources of information are so skewed and have lied to them over and over again, consistently, where, you know, a lie becomes the truth. They think things like, well, you know, the immigration thing was a mess during Trump's time. Well, that's a lie. It's not true. And see, if you don't know that, or you don't believe it, if you don't know that, then you don't understand the concept that. If we wanted the border to be secure again, it would simply take another executive order from Joe Biden. Now, you could say it's reinstit, you know, you're reinstituting kind of the Trump doctrine on the border, but they don't have to call it that. They don't even have to say that. They don't have to admit it. The bottom line is you would it would not take an act of Congress to secure the border. So, if there's a big lie involved in this, 
It's a big lie from Democrats. It's the big lie from the left that it'll take an act of Congress. And the whole system is broken is what they like to say when they're called on it. Yeah, this system definitely has flaws. Part of the problem now is you've cre- you've broken the system worse. In other words, you've overwhelmed it. We're inundated. We can't keep up with the flow. We're not set up for that. But if you spend a bunch of money on the border, that's where the money will go to make the flow of illegals more efficient into the U.S. Now for border security. Right. I don't trust any of the Democrats no. to secure the border. I don't trust I don't really trust them with anything, frankly. <laughs> that's true. I mean, there are a bunch of lying sacks. Yeah. They're, they're the ones that... Oh, Russia, 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 Donald Trump. Oh, Russian disinformation. 50 former, uh, you know, Intel folks sign off saying, oh, yeah, Russian disinformation is not Hunter's laptop. Mm. I mean, lie and lie on top of lie. And, and you know, these guys like uh, Clapper and Brennan. Oh, my goodness. The worst. They are the worst. And, you know, they have gigs like at CNN, MSNBC. Shocking. No. Yeah. So it's just the whole border thing, I thought, was absolutely what's going on now is a losing issue for Democrats. Now I don't feel as confident about it. I don't feel as confident. I don't think that a lot of Democrat voters know the truth, the real story. And some of them will rely on, like, fact check. You know, I fact checked that. Oh, my goodness. There is no such thing. There is not even really a credible source there to get the truth. But people who have been to the border know the truth. Yep. Fox News has been set up at the border. They've been continuously reporting it. All you got to do is train a camera on it. You see, the people are coming. Yeah. And who's paying for it? You and I are. Just got a call from uh, my friend Bruce yesterday, and he said, uh, oh, yeah, he was, uh, where was he? Somewhere in, in the Gainesville area. Yeah. And he said they were giving away free smartphones. I said, what do you mean giving away? Giving them out, giving them away. <sighs> and, wow. and so I don't know exactly how that works. Who's but, paying for those? Well, I wonder. I haven't researched this in a long time, but I can tell you this. During, I believe it was the Reagan administration, uh, there was a bill that passed that was to fund poor people in areas where communication was difficult. In other words, outlying areas, generally, mm-hmm. and poor so poor people. It was to help them pay or pay for their home phones. Right. Because, remember, everybody had a hardwired sure. phone then. Yeah. So it was to help those people so that they had... A phone, because in the modern era, you would need one. Any kind of emergency would occur. You have to be able to communicate. They felt like that was important. So they used that and expanded on that bill. And that's how, mm. you know, remember Obama? It's, oh, yeah. Obama it, that's when it really yeah. expanded. Right. Okay. And now it continues. You know we give a phone to everybody who crosses over the border that checks in. They get a phone. He's paying for that.
AT&T's not paying for it. No. Verizon's not paying for it. Hope they get a better signal than I do. Oh, and once they have those phones, what what do you think those phones, what, what will be pushed through those phones? Democrat disinformation. Six twenty eight on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. We've got a lot more to talk about, including hey, the medieval fairs. Now the Hogtown goes downtown fair. It's going to be at Depot Park both on Saturday and Sunday. If you're looking for something to do, you're listening to News Talk ninety seven point three The Sky. Happy Friday. Misinformation, whether it's from the mainstream media. Or your brother-in-law's Facebook posts. You need the sky to cut through the static of election 2024. Every move. Day one, I will terminate every single open border policy. Every candidate. They wanted a new generational leader. We have to pass universal background checks. Your election headquarters. If we don't win, I think our country is finished. News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Out with the old. That bike, he's getting old, man. It's the same old story. In with the new. I have news for everybody. On the border. 2024 election. Inflation. The news station. All you need to know. 24-7. News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Friday, Friday, Friday. Welcome to the weekend, my friend. 639, you're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. And you know you can get the show on your Alexa First thing in the morning, catch up on the latest news. When you get up, just tell your smart speaker, play 97.3 The Sky. It's that easy. And then you're all set. Uh, Sick, tawdry kind of a story. I'll keep it as PG-13 as possible, which is going to be difficult. A former WWE employee claimed Vince McMahon sexually abused her and... Goes into details. Uh, Janelle Grant broke her silence about their relationship with disturbing allegations, including charges that the wrestling magnate defecated defecated on her head during a threesome. Sorry if you were having breakfast. And also sex trafficked her to other WWE executives. Wow. Now, the only reason uh, I guess that we are we know about this, Janelle Grant, because the Wall Street Journal had a story that they reported on last year. It said that WWE was investigating an alleged $3 million payment from McMahon to a departing female employee following a consensual affair. That's 
how it played out there. Uh, but Grant, uh, Janelle Grant, who was unnamed at the time, claims that she received an initial installment of $1 million, but no further payments afterward. This comes out in a new lawsuit. And apparently a subsequent investigation found that McMahon paid $14.6 million to several women who accused him of sexual misconduct. I mean, are we shocked? Well, $14.6 million. And I mean, what would you call that? A pattern? Right? Uh, and it, it, and look, and it gets into further details that, you know, he apparently uh, shared photos, explicit videos of this woman, uh, Ms. Grant, without her consent, with other WWE employees. He once locked her inside his private locker room at the uh, WWE headquarters. Now, of course, this is according to her and forced himself on her. And uh, it's also alleged that he directed Grant to have uh, relations with other executives. One of them, I guess, named in there is uh, John Laurinaitis, WWE's former head of talent relations, who was named as a defendant in the lawsuit. And Grant was told by McMahon to visit Laurinaitis in his hotel room. And, well, you know, wow. It, It just... Goes into, well, more detail than you you need to have over the breakfast table, but this is a huge operation. I mean, how do you do that? How do you, you know, write checks for $14.6 million and it doesn't come to the attention of, you know, people who handle the finances overall for the company? I mean, I don't know. In 2022, WWE formed a special committee to review allegations of misconduct. Uh, McMahon said that in a statement. It was misconduct against him that they were reviewing. Hmm. It concluded in November 2022 following an extensive investigation. McMahon said that throughout this experience, he said, I have always denied any intentional wrongdoing and continue to do so. What do you mean by intentional? Why, why would you say intentional that's, wrongdoing? That's like, an out. Like yeah. wrongdoing. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, what I did was wrong, but I didn't do it intentionally. I didn't mean it. Might have done it, but I didn't mean it to be bad. <laughs> intentional wrong. And, and, Watch it now. In other words, it's what <laughs> I, I guess by, wouldn't that be how, how it, by his own definition? Well, I didn't intentionally, you know, mean to hurt her feelings. Yeah, this sounds like a go to the book of Bill Clinton for uh, explanations. Last year, Endeavor, the talent agency run by Ari Emanuel, completed a $21.4 billion merger with the WWE. That, that's the kind of money we're talking about. Wow. Uh, the WWE's weekly television show, Raw, yep. will move to Netflix next year as part of a major streaming deal. Uh, that's worth more than five billion. So then, what's a few million between friends? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, if you're friends, it's one thing. If you're an employee, well, yeah. uh, that's another thing. It, it, it sounds like she was okay 
with getting the alleged $3 million payout. Yeah. But once he tried to short her on that, mm-hmm. then she said, okay, yeah, I'm going to let people know Wow, what you are about. He is a character. We always knew that. Just didn't know how much. I mean... But it wasn't intentional, Bob. It's like... You've got this company worth billions. Yeah. You know, you've got millions and millions of dollars. Yep. But you've got to, like, pick on your own employees, for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. I just... I don't know. Makes you scratch your head, doesn't it? What is it? SMH. Shake my head. Yeah. 645 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Luis Valdez from Gun Owners of America is going to be back on the show later on this morning. Again, trying to uh, take away freedoms when it comes to guns right here in Florida. We're all over at News Talk 97.3 The Sky. There are really two issues that every Republican can unite on. Afternoons at three. The border and stopping the deficit of the federal government. It's unsustainable. On News Talk 97.3, The Sky. Shredding Mitt Romney. Yeah, here it comes. Oh, that should be easy. 6.50 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Happy, happy Friday, the weekend. Locally, you've got the Hogtown Goes Downtown, Depot Park, Saturday and Sunday. Do some jousting, eat some turkey legs, just have a grand old time. That is going on. Uh, And your top story nationally is the border battle continues. Razor wire. Mm. Christy Noem and other governors have Governor Abbott's back. We'll get into that. But first, Mitt Romney, who I have to say, I I was a supporter of his, you know, way back. Yeah. And then, I don't know, was it Trump, I guess, that he really stru- started to show his true colors as being like, you know, a thoroughly entrenched kind of an establishment Republican. But what he said the other day, I mean, look. Remember, he tried to undermine Trump when he was running the first time. Right. I mean, he went out of his way. When it came down to Trump being the candidate, you had a choice, uh, you know, between him and a Democrat. Mm -hmm. So Mitt Romney, I guess, uh, subscribes to Democrat philosophies. Man, Why bother calling yourself a Republican when all you're going to try to do is, if it's a Republican you don't particularly care for, you're going to do everything you can to stab him in the back right. or maybe in the front. I mean, he's he's not hiding it. Listen to what he said. Now, of course, CNN. Oh, and they're eating this up. <laughs> you got to love it. They're eating it up. Okay. Romney said to uh, Manu Raju of CNN, I think the border is a very important issue for Donald Trump. True. So Romney, true so far. All right. And the fact that he would communicate to Republican senators and Congress people that he doesn't want us to solve the border problem because he wants to blame 
Biden for it is really appalling. Excuse me. Yeah, he is. He's trying to say here's well, here's the truth. Trump is saying, hey, be careful, Republicans dealing with these slimy Democrats and Biden and the administration. Right. You're you're probably not going to get a great deal and don't pass any deal unless it's perfect. And then remember, you still have the idea they can sign off on anything. Then you still have to enforce it. Okay, you have to right. you have to enforce. You have to want to do it. They have no desire to enforce a secure border. So, yeah, I'm definitely with Trump on this. And is immigration a huge issue for Trump? No doubt about it. But to say that he doesn't want to solve the problem so he can use it as a political prop for the election is ridiculous. And absurd, to say the least. Uh, And then Romney goes on to say, but the reality is, is that we have a crisis at the border. The American people are suffering as a result of what's happening at the border. And someone running for president ought to try to get the problem solved as opposed to saying, hey, we have a problem. Don't solve it. What an utter lie. That's The Democrats are doing that. Mitt Romney is being a little devil servant of the left. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's exactly what he is doing. His his mind has been completely and utterly corrupted. Let's go to the Davis-Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines. And Shep, you're on the air. Well, guys, my opinion, for what it's worth, neither side of the establishment... This is, by the way, this is why I'm an independent. Neither Republicans nor Democrats want to solve this problem because to them it isn't a problem. For the Democrats, the illegal immigrants represent their next block of voters. For the Republicans, illegal immigrants represent a source of cheap labor. They don't want to solve this problem because to them it isn't a problem. Now, when we go to the rank-and-file Democrats, I mean, the ones, the average everyday, workaday Joe and Janes, many of them will tell you that, and you've heard me say this before, we are the cause of the world's problems and the world's ills, therefore we need to let them in because we owe them. And furthermore, before I hang up, uh, I grew up with a bunch of hippies in New York, And their vision, their dream, their goal was all those big, those big, you know, 36-room mansions in Malibu and the Hamptons and wherever would be to drag the owners out of those mansions, throw them out in the street, and those mansions would be occupied by the homeless people who, who have nothing because the wealthy people are hoarding all the money. See you later. Yeah, that's very accurate. Look, what you're saying, I agree with up until when Joe Biden got in office. And I I still agree to some extent, but Democrats and Republicans are not benefiting from the open borders. Even though, yeah, the establishment, as you rightfully said, of both parties have been a part of this. The... This is bigger than that. This is us giving our sovereignty over to the U.N. and what they want. And they want to break down the borders. They want to dilute the quality of life for Americans so they can make it easy 
uh, to merge into a sort of a quasi or direct one world type government. And they have to create a little bit more parity than there currently is. And this is one of the ways in which they're going to try to do it. More to come. 97.3 The Sky. Hang on. Here's what's trending on The Sky. Said, wow, she's doing uh, New Hampshire. Like a speech like she won. Is first in the nation, not the last. She didn't win. She lost. The news that's trending. The Biden border crisis is an absolute humanitarian disaster. The news that's now. The mother of all omnibuses. Without any addressing of the border. The news station. Airlines are losing confidence in Boeing. 737 MAX 9 was grounded. Now, more news. Updates every half hour. Breaking news at once on News Talk 97.3. The Sky. 706 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is in the house. Happy, happy Friday. Your time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always It's not work if you love your job. Well, here we are. Hey, uh, by the way, I've mentioned this a couple of times. The Medieval Fair is uh, now... At least this year, called the Hogtown Goes Downtown, and it's going to be at Depot Park in down, you know downtown Gainesville Saturday and Sunday. Admission is free. Such a deal. Yeah. Well, ask anybody who over the last uh, whatever years was stuck on traffic in Archer. They're thrilled about the fact that it moved. Yeah, it's yep, uh, it's moved a couple times through the years, but yep. anyway, um, that's the dealio. So hey, man, bring nice. the family and uh, you might want to check that. Check that out. We've been talking about border issues, all right? And um, Mitt Romney says that Trump doesn't want to fix the border because he wants to be able to use the open border um, against Biden as it gets closer to the election. That That is, oh, it's a blatant lie. We shouldn't be shocked, though. It's Mitt Romney. He, he will say anything. His... His hatred for Trump is just more than obvious. Uh, another story. You've got governors, um, Republican governors from all over the country, supporting Jim Abbott and Texas right to defend their own borders. So you've got that going on. But guess who believes... Guess who believes that we should really enforce immigration law? What if I told you it's Joe Biden? Joe Biden. But it's the old Joe Biden. This is what he said, Joe Biden, about the border, in 2007. Would you allow these cities to ignore the federal law regarding the reporting of illegal immigrants and, in fact, provide sanctuary to these immigrants? The reason the cities ignore the federal law is the fact that there is no funding at the federal level to provide for the kind of enforcement at the federal level you need. Pick up the New York Times today. There's a city not far across the river from my state that imposed similar sanctions. And what they found out is, as a consequence of that, their city went in the dumps, in, in, in the dumpster. Stores started closing. Everything started to happen. And they changed the policy. Part of the problem is you have to have a federal government that can enforce laws. This administration has been fundamentally derelict in not funding any of the requirements that are needed even to enforce the existing so law. So, Senator Biden, yes or no, would you allow the cities to ignore the federal law? No. 
There you go. Biden, dead set against sanctuary cities. Biden, dead set for the enforcement, for the enforcement of immigration laws at the border. Wow. My, how things have changed, including his voice and his delivery. Sounded pretty strong. Yeah. Didn't he? Again, shows how he's deteriorated over the years and certainly over this term. But the left will turn that around and they'll try to lump Trump in with Biden. Oh, they're both getting old. Well, they're both uh, slipping. Oh, America needs. needs, Bob, uh, did you say the left or did you say Nikki Haley? Or is there a. Well, is there. Yeah, can you tell the difference now? Here's another example of how when Trump does something, um, you know, there's a real penalty and the media goes crazy. When Biden does something, well, it's a totally different story. Well, and there, there, for instance, remember he mistakenly said, you know, Nikki Haley, when he was referring to Nancy Pelosi right. in a speech, he, he made an error. Compared to Biden? And Nancy Pelosi even called him out on it and, and questioned his cognitive abilities. Nancy Pelosi, first of all, questioning that, number one. Number two, uh, have you questioned the cognitive abilities of President Joe Biden? See how they see how they try to conflate these things. That's, the, the Democrats have always been very good at doing that. Yeah, they conflate things. They put them together. Well, they're both old. No, they're both of advanced age. Uh, one is still very sharp. One is not. Here's another example. You ready for this? This is uh, this is a new story. White House Pharmacy, under Trump, allegedly dished out Ambien, that's a sleep medication, and other controlled drugs to ineligible staffers, according to a report. So they're going to chase this story down to find out if, oh, some people receive drugs that we're supposed to. But at the same time, they won't pursue cocaine found in the White House Well. Biden's in office and his son's a known <laughs> drug user. Details. You see what I'm yeah. saying about how this, I mean, amazing. I mean, this is a story. Yeah, somebody may have done something out of the ordinary and allowed a staffer to have a sleeping pill. Um, ridiculous. But here we are. Let's go to the Davis Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines and talk to Pam. Good morning. Good morning. So, um, I have a theory about these illegal immigrants, um, not just having new voters and everything, but I think that they realize that Joe is so incompetent that he is, and nobody wants Kamala, that he is going to actually lose no matter how much they try to cheat. And so I think that they, I, I gave it to a uh, hypothesis that all of these illegal immigrants, especially that one that Nostradamus was saying yesterday, is like, well, you don't know who I am. You're going to know who I am pretty soon. There's so many terror cells around this country that all of these terror cells are waiting until Donald Trump is in office, and then things are gonna, bad things are going to probably happen, and they're going to all blame Trump for these, these things happening because the memories of these Democrats are so short. They're not going to say, oh, it's because Biden let them all come in. It's all going to be Trump's fault. Yeah. I, 
I can see that. I, I, I could also see how the, uh, the immigrant population, as they're all given new phones at the border when they come across, and, and they'll be inundated with information, I oh, think, yeah. Yeah. that will promote Democrats politically. And you say, well, what good will that do? They, they're not allowed to vote. Yeah, they're not allowed to. They're no. not allowed to cross the border, but they did that, got away with it. That wasn't the problem. If 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 Joe Biden, the administration, or the people that gave them this open door tell them, hey, it's payback time and you need to go fill out a bunch of uh, ballots, mail-in, mail-in ballots, whatever the case may be, you know how it works, right? I mean, they've got to catch you. It's a felony. If you vote in an illegal manner, if you vote and you're not registered to vote, you not legally have the right to vote, that's a felony. But what would we have? A couple of cases in the entire state? And you know that there's more misuse and abuse than that. So, yeah, what's to stop the Dems? I mean, what, what of pushing some sort of propaganda telling them to go out and vote? And they say, oh, no, no, we weren't targeting illegals. They just happened to be, a lot of them, on the receiving end of the information. And then you'll have judges that'll just push court cases along, just like they did when Trump questioned the results. Yep, They'll just push them through, and then there's timetables. Oh, sorry, you don't have the time. Oh, present your evidence. Well, we need time to collect the evidence. Yeah, sorry, that's you, you don't have time. Unbelievable. But it's where we are. Yeah, White House pharmacy under Trump. Yeah, yeah, because Trump every once in a while would show up at the pharmacy and say, hey, I'm going to pretend like I'm a pharmacist for the day and start handing out drugs. <laughs> I mean, really. Ambient for everyone. But it's not a news story that cocaine found in the White House. And, and the Secret Service can't figure it out. One of the yep. most secure per square foot places in the entire planet. But they can't quite figure out who may have brought that in. Amazing. Wow. Mm-hmm. 7.15 on the Bob Rose Show. Does that bug you? What is bugging you? It's your chance to call in, air it out, get it off your chest. We call it What's Bugging You? It's brought to you by Florida Pest Control, and it's coming up next. So call in now, 877-975-9825. You're listening, 97.3 The Sky. We're at war with ISIL. Al-Qaeda, Al-Shabaab, Boko Haram. This is geopolitical whack-a-mole. Spiraling out of control. It's going to get even worse. With so much to talk about, there's a lot that fires you up. Now, Now, time to air it out. What's bugging you? Florida Pest Control. 97.3 The Sky. Good morning and welcome. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. It is 7.20. Time now for What's Bugging You? A chance for you to call in, air it out, get it off your chest. Yep, 877-975-9825. And it's brought to you by Florida Pest Control. The only bugs they can't control are litter bugs. And Mark, what's bugging you? Hey, good morning, Bob and Greg. Yeah, what's bugging me, and this is almost like a daily thing, um... I'm not sure if you remember the 1970s album, Alice Cooper, Welcome to My Nightmare. He had a song called The Black Widow, and a phrase out of that song, and it's just, it characterizes Biden entirely. He's a st- 
bumbling, demented child king. And uh, I, I just feel bad because America is actually under this guy's instruction, and nothing seems to be on the repair. It's just, it bugs me constantly. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I think it's on the mind of many for sure. Uh, let's go to Pete. What's bugging you? It's Friday, so I have a lighthearted item for you. Uh, we have a recent cultural phenomenon. Every advertisement has to have a mix of races and genders, uh, whether it's on TV, uh, print, inside of a store, whatever. And I was in line at the pharmacy and saw in front of me while I was writing a, a display of foot products, you know, bunion pads and so on and so forth. Oh and I noticed, Bob, that they had diversity of feet. They had some brown feet, some black feet, and some white feet. And I wanted to say, hallelujah, diversity reigns supreme. Thank you, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that Blackfoot, that was actually representing Blackfoot Indians. Oh. What were you going to say, Greg? Well, actually, wasn't there a, like a, a band with that in their name as well? Blackfoot, yeah. yeah. Ricky Medlock, and, who uh, does yeah. stuff with Skinner now. That's what I thought. Uh, no, you're talking about the diversity. Uh, they've, you know, if you remember the movie Mr. and Mrs. Smith, uh, great movie. You know? Yeah, with, uh, with Tom uh, Cruise and what's your name? Yeah. No, 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 no. no. Mr. No. and Mrs. Smith who was, was. Who was that? Oh, no, no. The, yeah, the other one. They're married. The they other, were married at yeah, the time. Well, they got together after that. John Voight's daughter. Yes. Who's and... a major liberty. Anyway, uh, they're coming out with a new version, uh, but it has to be a black guy and a uh, Asian wife because it, you have to you have to go there, just like Pete said. You got to mix it up. Diversity, just for the sake of just diversity. Just for the sake of diversity. Yes, but it's not true diversity. It's only diversity of skin color. Yeah, they're just going after a palate. In this. Yeah. Again, it doesn't matter what's inside the brains of people ah, or their life's experiences. It no. all comes down to this silly color, talk, right? Bob. Uh, Bob, what's bugging you? Well, it's uh, talking about it being a felony to uh, register and vote uh, illegally. Reminds me of the attorney Chestnut from Atlanta, Georgia, who came down and voted for his childhood friend, Mr. Gillum, both in the primary and in the regular election. Uh, and uh, he, he, all he had to do when he was caught at it was take his name off the voter roll. Oh, I forgot. He's a Democrat, and his mama's a powerful Democrat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, different different rules. Come on now. Nostradamus, what's bugging you? Hey, happy Friday, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. What's bugging me is you were talking about Romney uh, going after Trump, saying what he Trump wanted to use this against Biden. I warned everybody about Romney a long time ago when he first started running. He never fooled me. But the thing is, this deal that these Republicans and the Democrats are trying to do on the border – Think about this. They've had three years to come up with some something for the border, and they haven't done anything until now. And what's going on now? They can't get the money to, to fund the, the Ukraine war with Russia, and they can't get the money to fund the Middle East war and give that $14 billion to Israel so they can escalate that war over there with Iran. So think about that. Look who's behind it. it, it check to see who's pushing this, uh, this deal with the Democrats on the border. It's probably... Uh, you know, the typical deep staters. Check it out. Uh, I don't trust anything. In three years, they've done nothing. Yeah, well, I mean, look, they didn't do anything initially because the Democrats wouldn't move on it. They denied there was even a problem with the border, which was a complete lie from the very beginning. So, yeah, let's go to Candy. What's bugging you? 
Good morning. What's bugging me is telephone scammers. We got three phone calls on two different phone lines and an email telling us to a bunch of money through Publishers Clearinghouse. Oh, well, no. we knew it was all a scam. Yeah, somebody out there needs to do something. It's bad right yeah, now. It's it, so bad right look, now. Look, Publishers Clearinghouse, until they actually knock on the door and there's a camera and somebody holding balloons and a gigantic check, mm-hmm. then it doesn't mean yeah. anything to me. I get it. But, yeah, the scams are definitely on the rise. They are slipperier and slicker mm-hmm. than they used to be, for sure. So you got to be vigilant. Yeah. 877-975-9825. Last chance for uh, what's bugging you, Greg. Yeah, talking about the scams, one of the biggest ones that we are seeing right now. My wife has gotten this one. My mom has gotten this one. Uh, the, we're going to shut down your uh, Facebook account if you don't respond to this. And who knows where the link goes or what it does. Do not click on that stuff. If it doesn't, if you don't even think for a moment that it's not legit, don't click on it because you're opening your phone up to hell from Satan or something <laughs> or something like that. But that that's one of the big ones right or, now. Or, we're or just some, or just some, uh, you know, uh, young adults in a basement in, outside of Beijing. I don't know. Uh, yeah, trying to you know suck money out of your account or whatever. Yeah, I don't click. I I try not to click on anything, and, and people send me stuff all the way, and I know they mean well, but all, so much of that stuff it does they carry viruses and all kinds of things. Uh, I just uh, very rarely will I will I go any further and look into them. You know, technology, <sighs> Bob brings you more scams and yeah, makes them even easier. To me, I'd have an old school flip phone; it worked just fine. Mm-hmm. But here we are, technology. Yeah. You can run, but you cannot hide. The Devil's Playground. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in and participating in What's Bugging You. Brought to you by Florida Pest Control. It is 727. Happy, happy Friday. Coming up, gun rights in Florida under attack. Even some Republicans involved. Luis Valdez from Gun Owners of America joins us at 805 you need to know viciously held hostage by hamas the threat we face from china russia alone stands in the way of peace you need the sky just download the odyssey app everywhere where i get my news news talk 97.3 the sky outside of your sphere of influence Details on the way. 7.34 right now. The Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy in the house. Happy, happy Friday. Your time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Make sure you follow the sky. Never miss a minute of the show. Just one click on the sky. 973.com slash follow or on the Odyssey app. You'll get the Bob Rose Show podcast with every minute of the show. Outside your sphere of influence. This sounds deep. Well... They've done it here, the city of Gainesville, Wachua County. Oh, I know where you're going. Yep. Mm. This time, it just happens to be Chicago. Okay. Uh, Their self-professed progressive mayor, Brandon Johnson, is demanding a ceasefire. Well, it's about time. 
How many people get shot every weekend in Chicago? We do the update every Monday and Tuesday. It's huge. It's always double digits. Yep. It's usually a couple of dozen, yep. uh, resulting in you know anywhere from uh, three to eight, nine fatalities. Mm-hmm. Holiday weekend's worse. So the death toll and the shooting toll is unbelievable. So, yeah, I could understand the mayor of Chicago asking for a ceasefire. Problem is, he's not talking about Chicago that yeah. he's the mayor of. He's talking about Gaza. Oh, come it's on. Like, what? What's with these politicians? I, I, again, your your sphere of influence. You can't get people on your own streets to stop shooting each other. <laughs> but you're going you're gonna to get mm-hmm. in the geopolitical situation and try to tell people halfway around the world. Yeah. What they should do. We've seen it with Gainesville. Gainesville Commission sending a letter, whatever, to President Biden. You, now you got a lot to a county sending their what? It's like Bob says. Until you got everything fixed here, well, my response is just shut up because I'm just so tired of, of their garbage. But until you can fix what you're hired to do, don't worry about something halfway around the world. Do your job. You know what's kind of interesting? Um oh. That's what's there are people me. that are supportive of Hamas. In other right. words, they're saying the Zionist state of Israel is so evil and they've been oppressing yeah. these people for so long. Uh, we can't blame Hamas for, for acting. Now, there are people who actually defend terrorism. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, a, a bigger percentage than I would ever yeah. have thought possible we just using logic. I mean... When you make political change, when political change comes through terrorist activities, you think there'll be more or less terrorist activities in the future. Right. Of course, if that's how you get your way and you think you've got the just cause, hey, you just blow a few people up, shoot a couple innocent people, there you go, bada bing. It's a lot easier than running, you know, a campaign to vote on something, right? Ah, so here we are. All right. Yeah. And you know what it made me think of? So in Chicago... They can't get a handle on the gangs. Right. That's one of the reasons why you have all these shootings and stuff. I mean, gang mm-hmm. violence is, I mean, it is crazy. Right. And they even try to squash as much as they can in the media. I mean, the carjacking's been going on oh, yeah. really bad for many years now, okay, in Chicago. They don't, they don't, and that's the big thing in D.C. lately, too. So, right. Yeah. So if they can't get gangs under control, I think it's interesting because... If they're taking a posture that, you know, Israel's too tough on Hamas, mm-hmm. really that's what terrorists are. They're a, they're a gang. Terrorism and terrorists, that's that's gang, gang activity. So are you saying, let me let me see if I'm if I'm filtering this right. It's almost like they're tell are you saying they're telling Israel to do what they're doing and just kind of let the gangs go do their thing? I mean, that's what it sounds like you're saying. Well, if that's, if, I you're, mean, if you're saying these guys are the gangs and they want the people over them to, hey, back off, you know, be a little, be a little softer. Well, that's what they're doing in Chicago and D.C. and San Francisco and L.A. And, and, and has the crime problem gotten better or worse? It's gotten worse. Uh, course, yeah. Has the gang issues gotten better or worse? It's gotten worse. So your approach doesn't work, but you're going to, yeah, go halfway around the world and say, mm-hmm. hey, what really is a big gang? Yeah. Yeah. And a gang that's, in this case, being really supported by Iran. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here's how you deal with it. Just give in. <laughs> wow. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How's that? Uh, Dr. Phil would say, how's that working for you so far? It's not working. Copyright, but, Dr. Phil. But again, they're insane, and that's the definition of insanity. Keep doing the same yeah. thing. Expect the outcome to be different. Uh, CNN. This is from uh, John Nolte, op-ed piece. CNN, a far-left propaganda outlet that spreads conspiracy theories and political violence, attracted only 332,000 total viewers. Total viewers. That is minuscule. Uh, That is minuscule when it comes to viewership on a cable network. What was it for? It was... An interview with the always interesting and compelling Vice President Kamala Harris. Um, not today. <laughs> no, the interview wasn't today. Apparently, well, apparently it wasn't very interesting, or maybe more folks would have watched. On Monday night, CNN broadcast an interview with VP Kamala Harris in prime time. You might normally expect an interview with the Veep in the heat of an election year to draw some eyeballs. But once the rating reports came out, we learned that wasn't the case at all. The broadcast hmm. ratings weren't simply lower than expected. They were simply abysmal. Wow. The interview only averaged, like I said, 330,000 in total viewers and just 72,000 in the coveted 25 to 54 demographic. We hear plenty of jokes these days about the majority of CNN's audience being located in airport waiting areas. But I'm fairly sure there are more than 72,000 adults in the nation's airports Monday night. So they're not even even getting uh, those people uh, to pay attention. And, I mean, what what does that tell you? It's that even, I guess, Democrats... Just don't think that she's going to deliver anything that's worth tuning in for, anything of real substance. Well, you got to figure it's probably about seven. Well, if, let's say it was a half hour interview. You've got about seven minutes of words that then get rehashed and, you know, turned around. That whole word salad thing that she does. Yeah. Well, I was going to say maybe if they think they're going to get a good word salad, that yeah. at least the vegans would. Oh, there's I mean, there's, there's yeah. more vegans. That's true. Than than were tu- uh, tuned in. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Uh, and by the way, there's a, like a small little net. Well, well, look, Hallmark, the History Channel. Yeah. Even INSP, a South Carolina-based channel founded in the late '70s by a Christian televangelist that broadcasts now like old westerns and TV shows and oh, stuff yeah, like right. that. Mm-hmm. Even they. Average 577,000 viewers, <laughs> nearly doubling the people on a huge network, wow. CNN, tuning in for the vice president. That's amazing. Yep. Wow. I mean, I have to say Gunsmoke, The Rifleman, oh, Laramie. Yeah. Hey, now, those I'd, are great shows. I'd rather watch them than Kamala Harris. But you could watch those anytime. Mm-hmm. She was on live in prime time on CNN. Maybe she's not ready for prime time. No. No, she's not. That's for sure. All right. Uh, Bud Light's trying to make a comeback. Oh, really? Did you? Oh, no. Did you see the commercial that um, uh, features uh, Emmett Smith? Go Gators. Yeah. uh, Who doesn't love Emmett Smith? Great, you know, Mm -hmm. great guy all around. And um, uh, I guess I missed it. I'm not. The guy that was quarterback for the Manning. Okay. Okay. What's it for? For Bud Light. A new one, and and Manning goes up to the, oh, uh, no. he goes up to the bar and he says, uh, "Yeah, I'll have a Bud Light." Yeah. Now here's a, 
man's man, quarterback, mm-hmm. you know, going up, I'm getting me a butt, you know, Bud Light. Sure. And he says, you know what? Let's make it around for the whole house. Mm-hmm. And they bring him like a large a bucket type thing, right? right. Mm-hmm. Filled with filled with Bud Light. Sure. I noticed there's no ice in there. Really? There's, there's no ice. Because when you said bucket, you, know they, you envision ice, and yeah, it's right. and it's a big, but almost. You know what? It wasn't a bucket. It was like a, what you call a tub. It's a tub full of beers. So you know, probably yeah. holds twenty five beers, maybe more. But you'd expect ice. You'd expect ice. Yeah. And then what happens is he he tosses, the, you know, the beers out, and it, you know, there's flashes of like somebody grabbing it. Sure. You know, they co- they're catching it, of course, perfectly in their hands. Right. And you also notice there's no sweat coming off of the beer. In other words, you know what a cold can is like. Oh yeah, right. You you get condensation. Mm-hmm. So basically, he's tossing out <laughs> warm beer, okay? And then oh, no. Emmett Smith, he tosses one to him, and they re- you know kind of recognize each other, you know. Sure, right. So then it ends with them at the bar, facing in toward the bar, yeah. each grabbing a Bud Light, and then quickly turning, and halfway through throwing a beer, they kind of freeze frame it right. to where they're they're each throwing a beer out into the crowd. Mm-hmm. I just. The wow. commercial, it makes absolutely no sense. They're throwing warm beer, and they're throwing <laughs> beers. Now, can you imagine? Like, uh, yeah, I got a pending lawsuit. Emmett Smith yeah. hit me in the head with a full can of Bud Light. And if they're getting joshed around and thrown around the room, wait till they open all those things. It's just, it's... Uh, Everything was wrong in that commercial, basically. Well, the fact that they did it was wrong. I mean, and, and you'd think if there's going to be any scrutiny... Yeah. When, when Bud Light is spending all this money in, in marketing dollars to try to come back from the mm. ridiculous, stupid move with yeah. that Mulvaney thing... Yeah. This... At least get it right. I mean, they get the big names and they yeah. air these things during the football and the playoffs and all that. Right. But, yeah, I don't know. They're trying to make a big comeback. Super Bowl ad campaign and spending a bunch of money to do it. It's interesting. Yeah. 7.45 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. And our friend from Gun Owners of America joins us at 8.05 with very important information about pending stuff in Tallahassee and your gun rights. You're listening to 97.3 The Sky. Trump isn't causing chaos. Our enemies are causing chaos. Weeknights at 6. They're the ones indicting him. They're the ones filing endless motions. They're the ones getting these outrageous decisions. 97.3 The Sky. Wherever there's big money, there could possibly be cheating. No. No, you don't say. Come on. 749 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy here as well. Happy, happy Friday. Starting out a little wet. Some of the roadways and such use due care. Uh, traveling through the area. And um, but we're looking forward to great weekend. There's a lot of things going on locally. You've got the Hogtown goes downtown. The Hogtown Fair now is Saturday and Sunday at Depot Park. And there's no entry fee. So there might be something you want to bring the family out to, have yeah. some fun there. Your top story nationally, the border battle continues. Texas versus the uh, Biden administration, but not just Texas, really, and not just Governor Abbott. A bunch 
of Republican governors, our own, and many others are now standing behind Greg Abbott and his, mm-hmm. you know, his his desire to defend his border and protect his constituents in the state of Texas. The federal government spending time and energy to sue them. It's amazing. Not spending any time and energy to secure the border, which will never happen. And I, I'm absolutely positively against cutting any sort of deal yep. with the scumbag slimeball yep. Democrats, uh, Chuck Schumer. They all, they make my stomach roll. They make me mm. really nauseous. They cannot be trusted. They are liars, especially when it comes to the border. The Biden administration has, they've been liars from the get-go. Mayorkas and Biden, there's no crisis. What crisis at the border? Now they finally have to admit that there's a crisis. So they blame Trump, which there's no way, shape, or form that you could possibly put that square peg in the round hole. But they jam it in there anyway. Trump had the border secure. I, nobody with logical thinking would put Trump, the name Trump, with an unsecured border. They don't go together because it's one of the things he's that he's running on. And one of the things he ran on previously is securing the border. And Bozo Mitt Romney, that bonehead, he comes out and says, oh, Donald Trump doesn't want a solution to the border. He wants to use it. Uh, to beat Biden with. Well, there's plenty to run on now relating to the border, whether they eventually uh, secured or not. So uh, Romney's wrong. He's an idiot. Yeah. And he, look at, there you go. He trusts Biden and the Democrats about more than he trusts Donald Trump. And he's supposed to be a Republican. Well, go down the list of people who are supposed to be Republicans. Liz Cheney. I mean, Ken Zinger. You just just go down the list of the ones that are supposed to be Republicans, and they will back the Democrats before they'll back Donald Trump. That's messed up. uh, Well, okay. So you have a personality conflict, which means you're like 12 years old. I'm voting for the class president, and I don't like her because she didn't smile to me and lend me a pencil when I asked for it. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, what are you, 12 years old, Mitt Romney? I I don't like Donald Trump. He promotes, I thought, the philosophies and policies that we embrace as conservative Republicans. Boy, you used to like Romney. But he was a Republican. Yeah, well, look, his success, he turned the Winter Olympics around. Oh, yeah. And he did a great job with it. There's no denying that. Good example of a businessman can make a good, quote, politician if they do the right thing. But then he, I don't know, uh, he either morphed or changed, or I don't know, it became more know. evident that he, hmm, I don't know what not looking did. out for America, that's for sure. No. All right. So there's all of that, and we'll get back to all that. But first, an employee at a popular sports gambling site is no longer employed after it was determined he had cheated in a fantasy football contest mm-hmm. on his company's site. Whoops. Not a big fan of the fantasy football eh. stuff anyway. I mean, eh. the whole idea of putting football together with fantasy yeah. yeah i could do that and and it would be pretty simple can you say dallas cowboy cheerleaders that's a football <laughs> fantasy you 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 silly silly people but a lot of people are into it i, I, mean, I know i, I hear, i'm I hear, swimming against the tide I, here. I hear the young people at church talking on sunday morning before yeah oh, I, I had this guy and we did this and we want like 
Okay, well, you know, why don't you just watch a real game? But they do that, too. I, I, so, I don't look, know. I, I get the draw because you put your own team together that exactly. you think is going to win, and then they right. stack up stats against the other ones. I, I, I get I, it. Yes. And, and, and I just never got into it. Right. So, That's you know, I'm just going to throw that out there. That's but it. now I gave you the real definition of fantasy football. Uh, by the way, the alleged <laughs> cheater, a former employee of Sports Hub Games Network, is accused of changing players on rosters during the National Ooh. Football League championship while games were actually in progress. The rules of fantasy football mm. prohibit changing lineups once the action begins. Uh, specifically, swapped out uh, uh, a Miami player for Green Bay's uh, Aaron Jones during a wild card round. And uh, uh, Aaron Jones had a stellar performance amassing 118 yards, etc. Anyway, bottom line is he was cheating. And, well, the grand prize was $150,000. Wow, there's your incentive right there. The the folks. result of the internal investigation, employee was terminated, contest participant has been banned from further play on our platforms. They stress the seriousness of the cheating scandal and the threat it poses to the integrity yeah. of the whole operation. Yeah. Mm. Because because gambling has always been associated with <laughs> integrity. Of course it has. Right? Yeah. Hmm. So, are we really, I mean, are we surprised? Sports gambling, Pete Rose. Anyway, another topic. Wow. Yeah, I know. Look at you. All right. So, Hmm. Trump, by the way, uh, he doesn't want the RNC to get involved. This is something that was developing over the last couple of days. Uh, Ronna McDaniel, you know, it's been talked about. Right. To just go out and just declare Trump is the candidate. Right. You know, and the RNC, I, I guess there's an avenue in which they could do that if they wanted to. But Trump is saying, no, no, don't do that. If Nikki Haley wants to keep going, mm-hmm. it's not in her best interest. She's not going to win. But right. if she wants to, she should be able to. It's nice of him, I think. But yeah. Yeah. It, but it's, yeah, it is kind of interesting, mm-hmm. though, on ma- many different levels. So he's kind of wanting unity, if you will. Well, yes, he wants unity, and uh, again, he doesn't want to play into that whole, oh, look, he's already a dictator. Right. They won't even, yeah. Gotcha. It's the left that's trying to eliminate candidates, you know, Trump specifically. Hey, we've got a very special guest next. You don't want to miss it. Hang on. Trending right now on this sky. Win New Hampshire. A two-person race. And just a little note to Nikki. She's not going to win. I'm not going to pull out. As it happens. Board. As bad as we think the bill is, I promise you it's worse. We don't want drugs. We don't want criminals. We don't want terrorists. We don't want human trafficking. The news station. Strikes against Houthi targets in Yemen. Conducted by the United States and the United Kingdom. News. Updates every half hour. Breaking news at once. On News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Ladies and gentlemen, happy, happy Friday. Here comes the weekend. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. It's 8.07. Your time check's brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always... Finally made it. Love the sound of the drums. That means the weekend is here. Top story, border battle continues. Uh, Greg Abbott, though, the governor, 
of Texas, enjoying a whole lot of support and backup from Republican governors all over the country. We'll dig into that in a little bit. But first, we have Gun Owners of America, Florida State Representative Luis Valdez joining us. Luis, good morning and happy Friday. Good morning and happy Friday. And I wish I had good news, but it ain't good news. Yeah, um, and, and we chatted a little bit about it, or uh, you and Greg. Senate Bill 270 uh, introduced, it basically, I'll, I'll give the simple thing, it restricts gun use in so-called residential areas, uh, what we'd call maybe a backyard shooting range type scenario. So first of all, let's start here. Who introduced this bill? The Democrats, of course, introduced this bill. But yet it got enough traction... And, and enough Republican support to where it made it out of committee. And that so irritates me when an open carry bill that a bunch of people claim they're all for, including the governor, but it never makes it out of committee. What's so good or special the Democrats think about this bill that it deserves this kind of debate and possible vote? Well, to, to me, quite direction, the bill hasn't made it out of committee. It is being heard in committee gotcha. this coming week. That's that, but that's still the you have a Republican supermajority in the House and the Senate. So the House Speaker and the Senate President they have uh, dictatorial control to assign what bill goes to what committee. They whisper in each committee uh, uh, chairperson's ear and says, "You're going to bring up this bill. You're not going to bring up that bill." So the fact that you have an anti-gun Democrat drafted bill. Being brought up in committee when a pro-gun bill like open carry isn't in of itself is shocking and appalling. But here's the reason why. That bill is going to specifically die in committee so the Republican lawmakers can campaign and say, look, we killed an anti-gun bill. Look what we did. And then they will use that as a flag wave for their political campaigns to say, we're pro-gun. Meanwhile, it's all been swept under the rug how open carry was never even allowed to be voted and debated on in committee. And since open carry was never brought up, there's no recorded vote. And there's no recorded vote. These Republican lawmakers get to keep claiming that they're pro-gun. And yet, you know, the governor and others, you know, tout about this Free Florida and how free we are here. You know, uh, you know, we didn't have massive lockdowns for very long, and the economy uh, still continued to do okay, at least during COVID, when other states absolutely were abysmal. So, you know, the leadership of the governor through that is good, but don't go crazy touting how free Florida is when I know you have brought up on the show several times that we don't even rank in the top 20 states as far as freedoms go related to firearms and gun rights and the right to bear arms. You got that right, and that's, that's the thing. They keep touting that Florida is the freest state in the nation, that, oh, Florida, you can do this in Florida and you can't do that in other states. Well, here's the honest truth. No, Florida is not the freest state in the nation. We're one of the few states that doesn't have a state income tax. Yeah, that's that's the truth. Uh oh, spell technology. We're getting your your signals going out. Sorry about that. No. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. I was saying, you know, they tout that Florida is the freest state in the nation, 
but and we are one of the few states that doesn't have an income tax, but we make both by regulating and feeing and tax everything else. Uh, we're an extremely authoritarian state in its nature in terms of what you can and can't do. There's a law in the books for everything. Um, so, no, the idea that Florida is free is kind of like make-believe. There's a lot of work that gets put into making people believe things when it's not the case. And the most evident fact of that is our gun rights. There are some Democrat states out there that have better gun rights than Florida. Yeah, I mean, really, and that that is a big deal. Uh, and if I can just throw some stuff out there when the open carry bill was you know first designed or whatever um they there's a thing where you would have open carry on college campuses i have a sneaking suspicion that a lot of big influencing type people big donors and just universities and their boards themselves would not be happy with that um but you could rectify or change you brought this up on the show that you know, if it gets, you know, into committee and out of committee, you can make changes on these bills. And, you know, the House and Senate, uh, you know, can can morph and change the bill. But it will never even see that take place because they shoot it down, for lack of a better term, before it even has a chance. Of course, our our organizational policy is we always reach for the brass ring. So when we were helping uh, Representative Beltran draft that bill, we put everything that we wanted in. Part of that is campus carry for universities. It's a very simple fact. Uh, some of the most crime-ridden areas in our states are university campuses because they're gun-free zones. You could look at Tallahassee as a prime example of that. Half the city is a university campus, and the city has a horrendous crime rate compared to larger cities because the criminals know, hey, all of my victims are unarmed. But other states have campus carry on their universities, and it's not a problem. But as you said it best, you know, part of committee, part of debate is that bills get introduced, they get modified, things get added, things get subtracted, things get whittled, and that is the way the sausage is made. But the fact that you have a Republican supermajority that even refuses to bring up the bill for debate to where things can be added and removed from it just shows you where they truly stand on this. And and let's go back to the bill that we initially were talking about. The Senate Bill 270 restricts gun use in residential areas, backyard shooting range type thing. Um, And and so is there anything good uh, about this bill? Is there there anything that can make sense about this um, uh, bill at all, and what do they consider residential areas? Like anywhere where people live at all, like your subdivision, for yeah. instance. Yeah, private property. So right now, under state law, it is illegal for you to shoot on your own property if there is a residential dwelling or structure within one acre of you. So basically, if you live out in the sticks, if you live in rural Florida, and you got five acres, ten acres, fifty acres, a hundred. Look, you could set up your own little private backyard range, set up, you know, as long as it's built properly, you have a backstop, you don't have over-travel, all of that, and you could have a shooting range. But what they want to do is they just want to flat-out outlaw the ability for people to have private ranges in the state of Florida 
and they, they, the, you have Democrat lawmakers that are saying, no, you cannot do what you want to do on your private property. Hmm. So this becomes really clearly a rights issue in terms of property, a property rights issue, as well as a firearm and Second Amendment issue. It's a backdoor Second Amendment, a Second yeah, Amendment issue. That's what they of. do. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. The anti-gunners are like rust; they never sleep. Gun owners of America, Florida Rep. Louis Valdez, always appreciate your input, sir. Thank you, gentlemen. All right, and we'll talk to you soon, and good luck in Tallahassee, and that's where he is, and he's going to speak about it uh, to the lawmakers, and we'll see what happens there. It's 816 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Happy, happy weekend. Yeah, we've got a lot to talk about, including Joe Biden in 2007 versus today on a very important subject that, well, actually involves the story of the day. That's coming up next on 97.3 The Sky. If the DOJ doesn't move on this, then you got to start impeaching. Now, 10 p.m. night. And all of a sudden, 24 becomes not just about the end of America, but also like the end of all the systems that would protect us from all the people who would weaponize them further. On 97.3 The Sky. Good morning and happy Friday. It is 822. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Your time check? That's brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Locally, big happenings. Hogtown goes downtown. Yeah, the Hogtown Fair is going to be at Depot Park this year. Uh, Downtown area or close to downtown. And that's Saturday and Sunday, free admission. Sounds fun. Might want to take advantage of that. All right. The big issue of the day, the big story of the day, has to do with the border in general, but specifically the battle between hmm. the federal government under Joe Biden and Texas and Texas authorities and the governor there. Now, you've got Republican governors across the U.S. standing with Texas against the feds. Then you've got a Democrat who's been around the block a few times, and hmm. this senator, John Tester, yes. been around. He's called for the Biden administration to secure the southern border now that he faces a tough re-election battle. Oh, that explains it. After doing nothing for years. So now all of a sudden he's saying things like, we know the drug cartels are taking advantage of these gaps in our border security to traffic drugs and people across the border. That needs to stop. Did Uh he just now get the memo on that? Yeah. Wow. And I don't think you can, I, I don't think that, the Democrats will be honest brokers in any kind of a deal. No. Do it. Do everything as a standalone bill. What's wrong with that? Don't hide behind other issues. You want to fund Ukraine? Standalone bill. You want to fund Israel? Standalone bill. You want border security? Standalone bill. Absolutely. The Trump, but the, the Trump administration had it to where we had a secure border. But you know what? I don't know that all the Democrats know that. If they just go to their regular old CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, uh, outlets, New York Times, they might really not know the whole story, honestly. And you know how everything works on the Internet now. It picks up on whatever your little niche thing is and amplifies it through sending you the same kind of related material. So you, you never get like information from the quote-unquote other side if you want to look at it that way. 
I'm going to. Greg's going to play you a sound bite. And because, well, many of you might have heard it already. This is from 2007. You probably think this is a staunch conservative Republican, but it's not. Would you allow these cities to ignore the federal law regarding the reporting of illegal immigrants and, in fact, provide sanctuary to these immigrants? The reason the cities ignore the federal law is the fact that there is no funding at the federal level to provide for the kind of enforcement at the federal level you need. Pick up the New York Times today. There's a city not far across the river from my state that imposed a similar sanctions. And what they found out is, as a consequence of that, their city went in the dumps, in, in, in the dumpster. Stores started closing. Everything started to happen. And they changed the policy. Part of the problem is you have to have a federal government that can enforce laws. This administration has been fundamentally derelict in not funding any of the requirements that are needed even to enforce the existing law. So, Senator law. Biden, yes or no, would you allow the cities to ignore the federal law? No. Who's this, who's this, who's this guy talking? That was Senator oh. Joe Biden. Wow. I know, you can tell Man. the way in which he delivers words is quite a bit different than uh, uh, how he does it now. So, mm. I don't know that there's a lot of argument there about cognitive decline oh oh that's right the dems have to accept that but what they've done is conflate donald trump mm-hmm. with joe biden said well they're both old guys who get their you know words tangled up yeah not so much but you know it's more than the whole cognitive thing because he sounds like a conservative there we've heard clips of him talking about leaving nobody behind when you're pulling out you know when you're when you're pulling troops out of a country we we leave no man behind uh, same guy as this guy. Oh, uh, what about crime and punishment? Oh, three, three strikes, you're out. Man, all of that. Hunter would have been in prison for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah, same guy. basically. But who do we have now? Yeah, Joe Biden uh, sold his soul. It's pretty obvious. So that's him, mm. you know, on the border, border security in sanctuary cities in the year 2007, uh, 15 years ago and yeah you need more funding for enforcement and it's true what he said and it is true that both parties um let the ball you know drop or let it lapse as far as the border goes because in 1986 under reagan it it was signed into law this whole new way of dealing with immigration and the border and all that it was all solidified in that law it's just they slowly but surely, drip by drab, you know, kind of unfunded it, didn't pay for it, didn't secure the border anymore, didn't have penalties for employers that were hiring uh, illegals, mm-hmm. and here we are now. Yeah, what a mess. Going over the same exact issues. It's, it is. It is like um, Groundhog Day. Davis Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines. Donnie, you're on the air. Morning, Bob. You can see the talking point for the Democrats and the media I've been working on it a few weeks now that Republicans don't want to give Biden the win on fixing the border. And then when Donald Trump weighs in with his special kind of language and says, if we don't have a perfect bill, we should reject it. Um, That plays right into everybody's hands when the reality is for three years they came in and created this problem. And now they're going to run on that Republicans don't want to fix it because it'll be giving Biden a win. Yeah, no, I, I, I think you're onto something there. 
I'm telling you, there are a lot of Democrat voters, I guarantee you, don't know even the short story history of the border. That Trump got it secured, that did a deal with Mexico. Uh, And he did it via executive order. And they probably don't know that Joe Biden undid it all via executive orders. His first day, literally his first day as president right after he got sworn in. I'll bet you there's a lot that don't they just don't know that. And they'll argue with you, even though it's absolute uh, concrete fact. 829 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Still got a ton of stuff to talk about. More headlines on the way. You're listening to 97.3 The Sky. America stands with our ally Israel. War. The battle for the future of the Middle East. The fight against terrorism in Israel. There's no justification for terrorism. Get breaking news on the sky. The hostage is released. From the river to the sea means there is no Israel. Hear about it first. A ceasefire would be a benefit to Hamas. Rape pregnant women. That's who Hamas is. Attacks on American personnel. Backed by Iran. Talk about it now. We have a lot of things to say. News Talk 97.3. The Sky. On top. All the headlines I need when I listen. At the top. It's important to know about the things that are going on around here. That could actually affect your daily life. News. At the top. Every hour. The news I care about. The news station. News talk. 97.3. The Sky. Wow, memories that take you back to 1984. I can see him playing keyboards in that video can't you why do you have to bring that up i i know it's a i know too soon one of the greatest guitar players of all time i know but on a synthesizer type come on man <laughs> it, it was it was just a phase it ain't right just i'm went, just telling you it they, ain't right they just went through a phase it's 8 36 you're tuned to the bob rose show greg cassidy is here good morning welcome i'll be careful if you're out on the roadway still a lot of wet roads slick it's Friday. People have things on their mind, and and just uh, be vigilant. Head on a swivel, as, I, as I've always told my kids. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. What? Said 2024 will be very, very good for the economy. That doesn't sound like her. Very, very good. Now, that's the old baseball. Been very, very good. <laughs> SNL. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Exclusive interview ABC News mm-hmm. did with the U.S. Treasury Secretary. You know, the one that she's hard of hearing. Excuse me? That's why her name's Yellen. Oh. But they, I guess they forget that she's kind of blind, too. Because she didn't see what coming, Greg. Uh, Bidenomics inflation? Inflation. Ding, 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 ding. That is the she correct answer. She didn't see it coming. She didn't see it coming. Snuck right up on her. She got some new bifocals now. Oh, good. That helps. Yeah. Maybe. With the economy looming large in the 2024 election, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said Thursday that she sees no reason for a recession this year and insisted consumers are turning more optimistic about their Finances. They are, huh? Well, there are some consumer numbers that indicate some positive stuff, but it's really a lot of it's mixed. And and I do have to say that people's mindset does have an impact on the economy. Oh yeah. Their mindset also controls to some extent, well, their their spending, 
their desire to spend, or in this case, their forced spending. What I mean by that is inflation has driven up uh, prices yep. so that more and more Americans are carrying greater and greater credit card debt. Mm-hmm. Now, credit card debt is something that you want to try to minimize, maybe eliminate if you're in a, a position, try to put yourself in that position. It's not always tenable or doable for families, especially when you're raising kids. I know, been there, done that. But with the interest rates being what they are, credit card debt can really have a devastating effect, a cumulative effect on families. I don't think that that will lead to greater consumer confidence. That's my thought on that. But I'll take positive news, even if it is an overly optimistic approach. She says, I think 2024 is going to be a very good economic year. And look, we just had the growth in uh, GDP. Mm-hmm. That was, what, like 3.3%, I want to say. Uh, look, uh, the forecasters had it much lower than that. Right. They were saying like 2 whatever. Yeah. And it's not where we need to be uh, more the 4% range. But, it, again, that could be could be a good sign. Mm-hmm. Consumers and households feel confident enough about their own personal financial situation and about economic outlook to be spending in a way that's creating jobs, creating growth, and is providing them with the income uh, to go on doing that. So I see no oh. reason why that can't continue. Can I counter that just a little bit? Feel free. They're spending more because they have to. I I, I thought I kind of but mentioned I'm, that. But I'm saying it's not frivolous spending. They want to keep acting like we're out just Forced. using our credit cards to because we're buying what. No, people are using credit cards because sometimes they don't have the cash to buy the things they need every day. Yeah, that's 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 basically I mean, what I was trying to convey. That it's forced spending. Yes, and when you have wrong. the basics of life. Yeah. That have to be sustained, like food. Yeah, Hello? yeah. That is not an extravagance. No. I'm going to feed my kids today. Wow, aren't they spoiled? Yeah, and I put it on a credit card. They a lot of times they have to, and that's why credit card debt has gone up. And when you put on top of that high interest rates, yeah. that has a devastating effect. And if you were in the Biden administration, wouldn't you be out right now saying, "Hey, people feel good," so that if you don't, you feel like you're the only one. And you want to convince people the economy is great. Vote for Joe. Yeah, I mean, of course they're going to try to paint a rosy picture. Sure. It's already worked. And the media has a lot to do with that. It's already worked. There's a lot of people that are going to vote for Joe Biden who will tell you that oh, the economy's fine. For whatever reason, they don't feel the pinch in the same way. Or they won't admit to it. Or they're in denial. And there are even people, and I'm not making this up, that think that the border issue for the Republicans is not a winning issue because it's totally exaggerated. That That's what they think, that, that it's exaggerated. Doesn't matter if you tell them over 70,000 Americans per year for the past two and a half, three years, over 70,000 Americans have died because of fentanyl overdoses and fentanyl poisoning. That all comes from the southern border. If you tell them that America's number one in child pornography and, and, and child sexual slavery and all that and human trafficking, they'll say, well, it's always been that way. 
Hmm. They, they really, it does not resonate with them, the crisis level that we're at. And they think the Republicans are exaggerating it to win an election. They really, and, and I don't think there's anything you can say to those people. We just have to hope that that is a 30% group of the populace or less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we at least have to reach out and make sure that, you know, so-called independents are getting some information that's correct. Davis Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines. Tom, you're on the air. Hey guys, uh, this is something that I I I thought about, and I thought about this weeks ago, and I forgot to bring it up, and I forgot to research it myself. But I'll throw it out there for you. You probably can find out what's going on. Now, when you go into Publix and you have shrinkflation, and the other day I went in and bought some 409 when I was cleaning the house up for spring cleaning, and it was probably two thirds the size of the previous bottle and it was a little bit more expensive, when they're doing inflation numbers, I'm wondering if it's per unit. So when you have a bottle of 409 that has significantly less ounces of the product, probably maybe six ounces less, and it's costing the same amount or maybe just a little bit more, they say, oh, well, inflation is going down. Well, it absolutely is not going down because as the product that we're getting gets shrunken down, but you have the same unit for that price, it's kind of tricking you into thinking that inflation is coming down because I am getting crushed at the supermarket and in general. And when they say inflation is coming down, I'm like, what are you talking about? Uh, so anyway, just throwing it out there. Love to hear what you guys think. Now, I, I think your point is brilliant because we all agree that they have repackaged and shrunk products. Oh yeah. It would be interesting to know when they talk about inflation, the price of this. Now, in some things they are measured like a pound of ground beef is a pound. Right. But in any other like you said a unit or whatever, um and that fluctuates, they shrink it down mm-hmm. and they go, "Well, yeah, there's no inflation, but they already <laughs> jacked up the price yes. up because it's cumulative. They yep. already jacked it up 14% over the last 2 years." And then, let's say over the last six months, they shrunk the size of the product. Yep. So they returned it back to, say, its initial price. They'd say, look, inflation is going down, but it's not. I, I think that's a brilliant point. And when he said 409, mm-hmm. he went to purchase his 409 product. Yep. Basically, I think if I did the math right, he walked out of there with a 285. Oh, what? He's been robbed. <laughs> Davis Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines this time. Skipper, you're on the air. Hey, guys. As always, appreciate what you do. And um, just want to mention, isn't GDP figured on dollars? And in dollars, uh, doesn't that, does that take into account for inflation? So the GDP could grow up, go up, but it's simply because we're spending more for the same product. Or is that not right? Yeah, yeah I don't know. About the figure out how all that was phrased and- after eight o'clock you know <laughs> my brain power gets diminished just like 409 Here, here's- goes to a 285 i go from a a 10 cylinder jag engine Ooh. to a six cylinder hey easy analogy how big was a box of cereal when you were a kid and what are they now i mean that's just one that we see every day they you just know? seemed larger to us because we sat lower <laughs> at the kitchen table because we were little. Well, but look, open anything like a box of cereal right. or anything in a bag. How much of it is air? 
there may be some settling of contents. Yeah, yeah, I know. I've read Remember the, that one? I Remember that one? Did you read the box, too? I read the disclaimer. That's how we became broadcast announcers. That's right. We would read the box of cereal out loud <laughs> to anybody who would listen. And some had records on the back. Remember those? Hey there. Yeah. Hey, hey there. Everybody. Was it the Archies? It probably hey, was. sugar, sugar. Oh, honey, honey. <laughs> 846 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here, and the sing-along continues next on 97.3 The Sky. Afternoons at 3. The story of Florida is phenomenal. Sean Hannity. No state income tax, better infrastructure, and their budget is less than half of that of New York State. How is that even possible? On 97.3 The Sky. The sun is coming out. Good times ahead. Happy weekend. Happy Friday, my friends. You are tuned to the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy, where we can make doom and gloom sound like fun and frivolity. And let me tell you something. That ain't easy. Don't try it at home. You can't do it. You'll hurt yourself. It's 8.50, 10 minutes till 9 o'clock. I'm Bob Rose. Greg Cassidy is here. Uh, Thanks for tuning in and joining us. Uh, Candidate. Barlatchewa County Commissioner Brandon Kuttner will be joining us in the studio coming up here in about, what, 15 minutes? Yes. All right. In the green room. A lot of things going on. Border battle continues. Bunch of governors, Republican, of course, lining up behind Governor Abbott, backing him. And so, uh, as the feds, well, look, they all get together and they all get along fine on the ground level. Mm-hmm. So, higher-ups, like, you know, at the Biden-Mayorkas level, oh. where, the, where the clown show... Uh, is really out of hand. So we'll continue to follow that. And then there's some things that, again, make you scratch your head. Unions and Democrats have always been kind of attached to each other for as long as I can remember. Oh, yeah. But the Democrat Party has really morphed into a a far-left Marxist kind of a party. And under especially the Biden administration... He's really made life good for a lot of people. The problem is the people he's made life good for yeah. are Chinese. Uh, that's the problem. That's a problem, yeah. Case in point, and I won't go through the whole thing, electric vehicles. Biden is going to push, he has, the mandate. Mm-hmm. You have to buy an electric vehicle, and you can only sell electric vehicles after a certain year. Completely short-sighted, idiotic, but what makes it worse is it's not like American workers are going to be the beneficiaries of this changeover, switchover. Not at all. In fact, the automobile industry is going to be headed straight down the toilet and it will be flushed into the dustbin of history if Joe Biden continues to be in power. So for the life of me, I can't understand why the United Auto Workers president, Sean Fain, is supporting a Trump candidacy. You mean Biden? Uh, Yeah, why isn't he supporting Uh, a Trump candidacy? That's what's in your brain, because that's what he should be doing. Even, now, this came out yesterday, but or the day before, and then yesterday it came out, that the president of the UAW, United Auto Workers, Mm -hmm. said he knows that a great majority of American union workers uh, will not vote for Joe Biden, And he said, and he knows a lot of them, the vast majority will vote for Donald Trump. Vast majority. Yeah. And you're supposed to represent these guys and gals. 
Well, so you endorsed the wrong candidate? Absolutely, he he did, and and I'm not I I for the life of me I can't I don't understand why unless there's some other behind the scenes kind of a schmooze deal. But if you're representing an industry like the automobile wow. industry in the United States, you yeah. get union dues from these people who work mm-hmm. at these jobs. These jobs are going to go away, and they're going to go away much much faster. If Joe Biden gets a second term, why in the world would you align yourself with somebody who has already not not covertly said, you know, we need to do away with this? He shouts it from the rooftops all the time. How do you go? And, and, into, how do you? But how do you do? How do you justify that in a twenty-four hour span? Well, it, how do you do that? It, there's a disconnect, clearly. Between union leadership and what the union members want. I guarantee you, union members want to be able to keep their jobs. Mm-hmm. And they have to know that Biden has already spelled disaster for them. Yeah, he said the majority of our members are going to vote with their paychecks. They're going to vote for an economy that works for them. They're going to vote for a president. When you look at these two presidents, the choice is very clear about which one stands up with the working class and stands up with labor and which one stands with the billionaire class, and that's his base. Now, is he talking about Biden? He, he can't be talking about Trump when he says the billionaire class. Yeah, Trump might be in that class. But that's not who... That's not who he's looking out people. for. No, not at all. Fain's remarks came immediately after he announced that UAW was endorsing Biden for re-election this year against Trump, despite the White House's green energy agenda that would crush the American auto industry. Amazing. Yeah. Biden's record on trade with China has also been in stark contrast to the interest of American workers. This year, Chinese auto uh, makers are hoping to flood the United States market with cheap, subsidized EVs to sell Americans. Wow. Just incredible. Now, the Teamsters union president, Sean O'Brien, met with Trump uh, not too long ago. It was actually before the Iowa caucuses. But hasn't decided he hasn't decided to endorse anybody yet officially. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Hey, the nine o'clock stretch is coming up, and so is candidate for Alachua County Commission Brandon Kuttner will be with us in just a couple of minutes. You're listening to ninety-seven point three, The Sky. going to make this country so successful again. I'm not going to have time for retribution. Haley. I'm not going to pull out because somebody wants to be coordinated. Sleepy Joe. I'm proud you have my back. Let me just say I'm honored to have your back. The Sky is the station for election 2024. The most unbelievable election cycles. The latest breaking news. It is time for us to unite. This is a critical moment. Clean up a broken border. Scare the hell out of the terrorists. Your 2024 election headquarters. News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the weekend. Have a happy Friday. It is 9.06. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Well, if the sun would come completely out, I would write everybody a note so we could go to the beach. It works that way? 
You can try. You can, do you can try anything once. Once. Thanks, Rod Dizer. <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in, my friends. One of your top stories, the border battle continues. Uh, well, between Ukraine and Russia, yeah, but, but I'm not talking about that. Texas versus the Biden administration. We'll get into that a little bit further coming up. But right now, we have a special guest in the studio, Brandon Kuttner, uh, a former employee of the sheriff's office. Um, he's a commission candidate, District 3, Alachua County Commission. Uh, good morning, Brandon. How you doing? Hey, good morning. Glad to be back. First question, um, are you crazy? <laughs> you know, everybody asks, that's that's actually a very common question I get as soon as uh, we start talking about the campaign. Well, anybody that follows, e- even just, you know, the basics of politics in Alachua County knows that, you know, by and large, left of center candidates run the show, have been elected, and have also helped us to get into, well, a world of hurt. Um, the city is one thing. They've got their problems in GRU that they've completely run into the ground, literally. And then, um, but Alachua County, I understand we're close to a billion dollars behind just in road improvements. How is that even possible? Yeah, well, it's it's mismanagement. And and you're absolutely right. We've, we've had groupthink on our county board for going past uh, at least three decades now. And uh, even Commissioner Chestnut at the uh, one of the meetings last year when they were talking about road repair, he actually uh, brought the uh, County Road 337 off the list and kicked it down the road. And he said, well, why would we spend money on the people in western Alachua County when they want to uh, break away and start Springs County? So you have a board that is going to punish its citizens because they have a difference of political opinion. And, and that's why we're in the mess that we're in now. Wow. That... It, it... Well, and we've been in this kind of mess. It just keeps getting worse. I've been here 22 years, most of it living in uh, Alachua County. And yeah, I mean, the potholes are everywhere. It's ridiculous. So, okay, I could understand, you know, the motivation to run. But again, if you're outnumbered, what what chance do the the residents really have of, uh, for lack of a better term, some, you know, logic uh, and and being good uh, stewards of our tax dollars, you know, what's to think that somehow that's going to change? So the uh, the residents in this county, as well as uh, some of our elected officials like uh, Chuck Clemens and Keith Perry, have worked very hard in getting single-member districts passed in Alachua County. We tried to do it through the Charter Commission uh, several times in the past, and it's always died at the county level. So the legislature stepped in after the the, uh, citizen ballots were collected and finally passed that. So we have a great chance now, specifically in District 3 and District 2, which will be up for election uh, the next cycle, to bring in some strong conservative voices uh, to the county commission. And and if I do get elected, which I plan on doing, uh, we're still going to be one conservative voice against the other four liberals. However, it starts the conversation and the people in Alachua County whose voices have been silenced for so long will finally have an advocate to bring out those positions in the public, which is just not happening now. Yeah, the single member districts makes much, much more sense that you would elect somebody who's actually going to represent kind of your area. Well, because the needs and wants of the community are diverse, depending on what part of the county you're in, right? Yeah, absolutely. What what goes for the western portions of Alachua County, the rural areas, doesn't fly for the city of Gainesville and vice versa. You talked about GRU as a great example. You know, our budget this year at the county level, when you talk about ad valorem taxes, uh, your permits, your fees, your fines, all that kind of stuff is three quarters of a billion dollars, $757 million is what our county commission has budgeted to spend just this year alone. 
I would venture to say that we are not getting three quarters of a billion dollars worth of services. Their road repair maintenance is less than $10 million. Wow. And that's why we've called for a 2.5% reduction or reallocation of the entire budget with the exception of infrastructure and public safety. That will raise or save 19 to $22 million uh, year after year for the first four years of my term. And the plan is to take that money and reinvest it directly into road repair so that we, we can quadruple the current road repair budget and move those projects that have been kicked down the can all along uh, for fruition because the entire county deserves to be serviced and they're not seeing that right now. Well, and as the roads continue to degrade, it was my understanding that you know, to repave a road is one expense, but it's far more expensive to actually have to repair the road beds themselves, and many are deteriorating absolutely to that point. Yeah, the longer you kick the can down the road, the more expensive uh, and the more extensive the repairs are. If you just look on the east side of the county, right off of Hawthorne Road, there's a little connector road that goes down to Micanopy that you can take a shortcut from Hawthorne Road. I've been on it. The previous commission has let that road degrade so much that now it's completely fenced off, and you've got to go almost down into Cross Creek before you can go across to Micanopy. Oh, that's that's why it's fenced yes, off. Yes, the road beds have com- the road beds have completely uh, oh. deteriorated, and they just decided to close it up. Because I thought you were referring to the other road that you would come out into Micanopy, um, like by Pearls and that, you yeah. know, and that road. Oh, that road is horrible. Yeah. But if you get to the end, like you're going to uh, 301 and Hawthorne mm-hmm. Road, and then you make that little yeah, left the, through there. Yeah, you the right and then the left or whatever. That's yeah. so a completely destroyed mind. road. Exactly. Exactly. Just, and put, that, just put a fence up. And that's the plan. And growth wow. growth has continued to move west in the county. And the problem right. is is that the county commission refuses to give the resources to the western portion of the county to deal with that growth. So on the west side of the county, you have a demand for services without the services. Right. And on the east side of the county, you have lots of services with no demand because they've shut down development by running off Plum Creek and Wirehouse and all this other thing. So you have this huge uh, income and prosperity difference between the east side and the west side of, of Alachua County, and it is all a manufactured problem by the county commission. If we would work together to come up with sustainable development and economic growth opportunities, we could have prosperity for the entire county, and that's my goal. I always thought that if you want to further develop the east part of the county, um, you'd have to do it in like in chunks. You'd have to get people to willing to invest and develop communities. But if you could do it at a slightly lower cost, and then the county kicks in by a huge reduction in property taxes, that would make living in Alachua County much more affordable. As it stands now, we have some of the highest property taxes in the entire state, um, and wages aren't following that. So I don't understand how people can continue really to live in Alachua County. Yeah, the problem is is you, you, the current commission doesn't really care about uh, prosperity or in, encouraging growth. Uh, they want to shut everything down. They don't want to improve anything outside the urban boundary as far as projects are concerned. Uh, take a look at Hawthorne. If you ride into Hawthorne, you're going to see that that city is struggling. So is Archer. And the reason why is because on the east side, the development that was proposed for Plum Creek has been uh, ter- turned away and turned into conservation land. So there's no growth allowed there. And then on Archer, going back to the days of Mike Byerly and Paula Delaney, they've refused to four-lane Archer Road yeah, that to, was bring gonna be economic, my to bring economic development to that side of the county. So we've got to come up with uh, ways to do that and, and bring growth to all parts 
parts of the county. The county should is designed to shrink, and they should be working with the municipalities to help the municipalities achieve their goals, not dictate how the municipalities grow. Well, you're exactly right, because that's why if you choose to live in a city, in a municipality, you demand services that cities provide. But what I've noticed is in Lashua County, the people or the commission, whatever, they want to provide all the all the components of a municipality, um, but on a county level, which is very difficult. Well, you spoke about GRU and, and the governing board that's been put in place there, and that's a prime example. Uh, the city of Gainesville, historically, for years, would underfund their public safety, their police department, their fire department, core services of government, because they had a, a piggy bank with GRU, $36 million of, of an unfettered transfer, and that's how they would do that. That is taxation without representation, because it was residents in the unincorporated county that paid those GRU, GRU bills that helped fund city services. I do have to say, when I'm on Hawthorne Road, though, what a beautiful road. And it is interesting. It's kind of the road to nowhere. No offense to friends in Hawthorne, but yeah, it's interesting that they have this beautiful tree-lined road all the way out through there. And you know, no development, no business growth, nothing. It's reminiscent of the west side of Newberry Road where Rosie's used to be down in the Jonesville area. It was a four-lane roadway, just had Rosie's there, and now look at Jonesville and how much it's grown and prospered and brought economic development and jobs to the county. That's the same thing that could happen on the east side if they were willing to do that. All right. Well, uh, Brandon Kuttner, he is a uh, Alachua County Commission candidate, District 3. We appreciate you... Uh, we appreciate you coming in. And how can people get in touch with you that want to find out more? Sure, absolutely. Our website is up. It's votecutner.com. It's V O T E K U T N E R.com. That's votecutner.com. You can email me directly at brandon at votecutner.com. Uh, you can also donate on our website, sign up for uh, hosting fundraisers. If you'd like some yard signs, join our email list. And our platform and a little bit about me is also on the website. As and well. you're also on Facebook, too. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Brandon Cutner. On the Bob Rose Show, Greg Cassidy's here. We're 30 minutes away from things that make you smile. It's the 9 o'clock stretch, and it's Friday, baby. News Talk 97.3, The Sky. As you get closer to November, Dana Lash. it's going to become urgent for people in terms of the economy. Because no matter how big of an issue you make, abortion, it always comes down to the economy. Now, 10 p.m. nights on 97.3, The Sky. Greg, what do you have lined up for us? I'm uh, I'm cashing in my chips. Really? Yeah, man. Man. Thanks if I wait. hurry, I can catch uh, Brandon Cutner <laughs> and make him buy me some donuts or something. Oh, Now, donuts. just kidding. I'm sticking around. It's a 9 o'clock stretch. It's 921. Your time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Locally, Hogtown goes downtown. That's the theme for this year's Medieval Festival going on Saturday and Sunday at Depot Park. And that is free admission, by the way. I'm pretty sure I remember there being admission in years previous. I don't know when they did away with it, but they it is, it is free as far as all the information I saw. Maybe the price on turkey legs went up or something. So, All I know is anybody who lived out towards Archer who used to have to uh, deal with the traffic is thrilled man the the complaints that we would get we'd see that traffic lined up so that is this is really good news for folks who live down that way and i always want to remind people that you can follow us go to the sky 973.com slash follow or download the odyssey app a-u-d-a-c-y and that way you get the bob rose show podcast you get 
interviews with people we've talked to, like, um, for instance, earlier at 8.05, we talked to Luis Valdez, and he's a state representative for Gun Owners of America. So uh, he is looking out for the interest of those of us who uh, believe in a strong Second Amendment. And, and he uh, he brought it to our attention that there was a, you know, a Senate bill that uh, it, you know they're talking about in Tallahassee that would restrict the rights of folks to have you know like a backyard shooting range, for instance. Yeah. And and so we consider that anti Second Amendment, anti gun, and, uh, and and so does he. So he's in Tallahassee talking about. It, but we once again, you know, we had a great interview, mm-hmm. and it's interesting when he brought up. We have a super majority of Republicans in Tallahassee. So, in other words, they rule the roost. Right. And they tout this whole idea of Hmm. Florida and freedom, yet we rank very low when it actually comes to Second Amendment-type freedoms, Mm -hmm. which I was surprised when he first brought it to my attention. And as I began to do my homework, he's absolutely right. Open carry is one of them. And not that I'm advocating... Open carry is the only way to go for everyone all the time. Absolutely sure. not. No. But I think if we truly live in a free and open society and you're a law-abiding citizen, that I think that they need to open it up to where you can, if you decide, mm-hmm. depending on the situation, that you could carry openly if you wanted to. And uh, f- for whatever reasons, they are playing games with that in Tallahassee. They all claim that... Yeah. And, you know, they're for it or they're for uh-huh. the Second Amendment. And then they get, uh, well, they act like a bunch of weasels. And and you would expect that if you had a bunch of Democrats that that right. had a great deal of influence. Right. But he reiterated, super majority of Republicans. Mm-hmm. So basically what we have is we got to try to find out uh, which one of these uh, or, you know, who yeah. the Republicans are that are Republican in name only, the rhinos, the lightweights, mm-hmm. and vote them out. But it was very interesting how he made it, and I, I don't think a lot of people get this, and, and it's the minutia of how politics works. If it doesn't get discussed in a uh, in a committee, and you don't have people voting for or against or promoting for or against something, they can't. The public can't come back and use that against you. If it's something that you don't want, you just don't let it get to committee. So that you don't look bad to the gun owners going, hey, we don't want open carry. It doesn't get discussed. That's right. That's, That's right. When that push comes to point. shove, awesome. you can say all day long you're for open Absolutely. carry. But, or whatever. Yeah. But it, and, yeah. and saying that, and you're saying it confidently because you know it'll never get there. Right. That is extremely irritating. That's deceptive. And it's wrong. So, yes, without any sort of a vote... You don't have lawmakers on record, and they know it. And so they, they play their games, which, oh, look, I get it. you got to do some horse trading. you got to compromise. you got to do what you got to do at times. But again, a super majority of so-called Republicans. Yeah, so it's irritating that there are people under this umbrella uh, of Republicans that truly don't really stand for freedom and truly don't really stand Mm -hmm. for a strong Second Amendment. I find that very irritating. Uh, Davis Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines, Pezza with a Pitchfork, you're on the air. Yeah, good morning, Bob. Yeah, I heard Louis Valdez. He he always does great. 
And uh, I don't. It really shouldn't surprise us that we have a supermajority of Republicans, and and they're doing what they're doing. We had two two guys right here in our own area, Keith Perry and Chuck Clemens, two good old boys raised right here, and they voted uh, with uh, the the leftists to ban the sale of uh, single shot twenty twos and shotguns to to eighteen and nineteen year olds, twenty year olds, and they raised it, and then they lied about it. Keith Perry lied about it. Said that they were following Texas law. Right. Texas doesn't have that. No, I know you don't. <laughs> I was here. Oh yeah, you you called him out on it a couple of times. And, and look, yeah. it, I was not. It wasn't a gotcha thing. No, not at all. I wasn't trying to sabotage, pull the rug out under, make anybody look bad. No. And even when, because I had to look it up after the fact, and mm-hmm. then I even told him that Keith Perry, in this case, um, Texas law has not changed. 18-year-olds can buy shotguns. So whoever told you that was wrong. Mm -hmm. And he still failed to correct that. Now, you know, do you want to take everybody out of office that, you know, makes one mistake on one issue? I mean, you have nobody in office. That well. And, and of course, that's always a a personal choice. And I'm not defending him nor attacking him. It is what it is. They did vote in favor of that, raising the age from 18 to 21 for long guns. And, and yes, they, or at least in Keith Perry's case, somebody told him, oh, it's just like they changed it in Texas. But they didn't. Yeah. 927 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here, 15 minutes away of... Things that make you smile. Start thinking about upbeat, positive thoughts while you're listening to 97.3 The Sky. Here's what's trending on The Sky. Said, wow, she's doing uh, New Hampshire. Like a speech like she won. Is first in the nation, not the last. She didn't win. She lost. The news that's trending. The Biden border crisis is an absolute humanitarian disaster. The news that's now. The mother of all omnibuses. Without any addressing of the border. The news station. Airlines are losing confidence in Boeing. The 737 MAX 9 was grounded. Now, more news. Updates every half hour. Breaking news at once on News Talk 97.3. And back right after the Bob Rose Show on North Central Florida's talk leader. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton at noon. The Dana Show at night. New shows and more news now on News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Excuse me, sir. Where do I drop off my aluminium? Ooh. Oh. Is it in the boot of your of what you're driving this morning? Nice. Yeah? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I watch the English version of Top Gear. I love it. Yeah, that's that's the good one. The American yeah. one just sucked. Yeah, it, it really just didn't. Did. They did a lot. Didn't have, it, no. it just goes to show you that there really isn't such a thing as a formula. It doesn't when always it work. comes no. to no. Uh, entertainment. There's not. No. You try to do formula. And it'll usually fall on its face. Right, let's, let's just take this and clone it and put it in 10 other countries. Well, it doesn't always work in those 10 other countries. That's right. Or anything else for that matter. Good morning and welcome. It's 937. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Happy every Friday. My goodness, the weekend is here. And this is a story of business. And who's going to provide? Um, it, it's not the government's job to provide businesses with a pathway to success. In fact, really, if you want to look at it from that perspective, government's job is to, as much as possible, get out of the way. Get out of the way. Yes. 
So governments that love to have onerous requirements and paperwork and all kinds of hoops for business to jump through make it more difficult. Well, guess what? There'll be less competition and the prices will be higher and then consumers uh, suffer as uh, a result. Okay, and you can take this in the macro or the micro. In this case, we're talking about tariffs and we're talking about presidents. And the example cited here is a Missouri aluminum plant. It was saved by Trump's tariffs after actually closing under Obama. Well, guess what's happening now? Oh, no. It's getting ready to close again because of Biden. A southeast Missouri aluminum plant saved in 2018 by Trump's tariffs on aluminum imports uh, after having closed under Obama is now set to shut down under President Joe Biden. This week, executives at Magnitude 7 Metals, otherwise known as Mag 7, in uh, New Madrid County, Missouri. You know where that is, Greg? Uh, New Madrid, yes. New Madrid. The New Madrid fault. That's right. Oh, that's another one of those. uh, Exactly. Where the emphasis is off. Yeah. All the syllables, syllables sound different. Yeah. But where if I went up there, they'd say, boy, you ain't round. You ain't from round right, here. Yeah. That's right. That's right. What is it, Madrid? New Madrid. New Madrid County. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that's why it's a show me state. It also could be the show me how to speaketh state. <laughs> yeah. They announced that the plant will again close its doors. And we're talking about 500 oh, American yeah. workers that will be laid off the end of the month. This is is a big plant. All right? Somebody said, pray for us, man. Uh, Mag7 was a good job. I just hate how it folded. That was one of the employees that posted that. Mm. And uh, Mag7 is just one of only a handful of remaining aluminum plants in the United States. Oh, my goodness. Thanks to job-killing free trade policy for decades, it's wiped out the industry in the nation's heartland. Now, think about it, folks. Aluminum. We don't have the ability, or we have very limited ability, and it's going to get worse, to produce our own aluminum. Aluminum products. Gee, Mm. what's made with aluminum? Planes, for one thing. Uh, That's one of our biggest industries in our country. It's like Boeing. Yeah, aluminum. And what if there are wars What if there are supply chain issues? We know there's going to be issues. Mm -hmm. Not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And we've put ourselves in a precarious situation, and this is another example of that. Senator Josh Howley, who is the uh, Republican, one of the senators from Missouri. Uh, No, I love that guy. He's awesome. I love that guy. And he's calling on Biden to intervene and save the aluminum plant from closure by invoking the Defense Production Act of 1950. Halley cites the increasing gutting of the nation's domestic aluminum supply chains. Quote, not only is the development a devastating blow to working families and good-paying union jobs in my state, but it directly threatens the national economic security of the United States. This smelter accounts for nearly 30% of the nation's primary aluminum production. 30%. Wow. You're going to let that close down. And what's interesting is he mentioned union jobs. Hmm. Didn't Biden just get a union president from the UAW yeah, to did. give him the thumbs up and support him? Mm-hmm. Uh, gee, I wonder if the, the union that represents these aluminum workers, I wonder if they also supported Biden in the past or will in the future. 
I wonder if they supported Obama because the plant closed the first time under Obama. Yeah. Do those employees really realize that it was Trump that saved them? Probably so. Yeah. I'll bet they do. That part of the country. So, I mean, are we going to get back to some basic manufacturing and filling some of the basic needs and, and important stuff that in case of national security, in case of defense needs, and just if supply chains get interrupted? We're, we're not anywhere near being prepared for that. No, not at all. Magnitude 7 Metals is one of three primary manufacturers in the United States and operates one of a handful of active smelters nationwide. Its capacity is 263,000 metric tons. That's about 30% of the nation's overall capacity. Uh, primary aluminum is used in various industrial goods, aircraft, automobiles, solar panels... Whoop. Oh, that's right. China can build those. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. No okay. No oh, many types of military equipment. Oh, you could probably get that from China, too, yeah. if they're in a good mood that oh, day. Right. The Department of Defense has deemed aluminum a strategic material of interest, mainly because of military equipment needs. So why aren't we going in and helping companies like that uh, instead of spending and wasting our money on lots of other frivolous things if it's such a important industry for our military i don't know like immigrants uh, all i can tell you is what's occurred what's going on now yeah. the republicans are trying to save it again the aluminum plant shuttered under obama in 2016 because it couldn't compete with cheap chinese aluminum that was being dumped in the u.s market then in 2018 trump helped reopen the plant uh, with his steel and aluminum tariffs now under biden the plant will again see its doors closed. December of 2021, Biden announced he was exempting European Union countries from Trump's aluminum tariffs. Last month, he said uh, EU countries would be exempted uh, for another two years. As Howley noted, an aluminum plant in Washington state closed last year, as well as an aluminum plant in Hancock County, Kentucky. That saw nearly a 1,000 American workers laid off wow. from their jobs. The Economic Policy Institute has carefully researched the impact that free trade policy has had on America's working and middle-class communities, and more specifically, the nation's aluminum industry. Between 2010 and 2017, 18 of 23 domestic aluminum smelters shut down production, eliminating roughly 13,000 good jobs. The research also says by 2016, the U.S. industry was down to three aluminum refineries. By 2017, only one remained in operation. Thanks to Trump's tariffs, EPI researchers stated the industry was revived with more production, more investment, and more jobs added as a result. In many cases, plants like MAG-7 reopened after having shuttered this story needs to be told because this is not just one industry that we've seen this happen in well and i think it needs to be told to everybody for many reasons and and one of them is uh, if you're pro-union yeah and you continue to vote for democrats you're voting for the demise of your own job just like mm-hmm. the united auto workers president supporting yeah. supporting biden for president even though he told you he's going to kill your industry he's going to kill it He's going to force people to buy EVs, and we know um, the Chinese have already captured the majority of that market. And how did he phrase it as far as uh, the number of 
union employees that would not be voting for Joe Biden? I think you said vast majority. You said a vast majority would, well, you know, won't be voting for Biden. You know why? Because they're smarter than you. You're the yeah. president of the UAW. Hmm. But yet, if you yeah. want to use logic as a kind of a measuring stick, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Just amazing. Uh, and, and again, we could go really issue by issue. Mm-hmm. But the people that need to get this message, to hear this message, you know, the the ones that are, you know, float out there in uh, uncommitted land of, well, right. I don't know, I I don't like either party. I uh, Yeah, I pay attention halfway sometimes. And those are the people that will make the difference in November. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of scary, too. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is where you throw up your hands mm-hmm. in prayer. Oh, absolutely. And say, good Lord, please help us. We might not deserve it, but that is the nature of your love. Even though we don't deserve it, can you bestow some grace on us? Because your grace is sufficient. In other words, pardon our stupidity? That's another way to put it. <laughs> well, I think you you must have been running one of them cowboy churches, oh, were you? Oh, yeah. Pardon your stupidity, but good Lord will forgive you. In the name of party unity, Trump advises RNC not to declare him presumptive nominee. That's right. That's huge. Avoid calling him the presumptive nominee until he secures all the necessary votes in the name of party unity. Because there was a draft resolution that was circulating among the Republican National Committee that would formally declare him uh, the party's presumptive nominee. And that shortcut, shortcut, if you want to call it that, it might not bode well with some. Yeah. So I think that was smart on his part. I, I, I think, think so too. Good. I think yeah. strategically, it's the right thing to do, and it and and it's the right thing to do as well. Mm-hmm. Nine forty-seven on the Bob Rose Show coming up next. Things that make you smile. Where you call in with positive, upbeat thoughts. Count your blessings. Kind of a moment. Brought to you by the best dentist in the whole world, Robin Larson Dental. Call in now eight seven seven nine seven five nine eight two five. Because it's coming up next, things that make you smile on 97.3 The Sky. The problem is, Joe Biden is old, old. His history and experience are loathsome. Even when he had a mind, they were loathsome. Six weeknights on 97.3 The Sky. another day in paradise my friends thank you for tuning in to the bob rose show along with greg cassidy time now for things that make you smile up be positive thoughts count your blessings i call it an attitude of gratitude we need that as a break sometimes from the death and destruction doom and gloom so go ahead and take it away eight seven seven nine seven five nine eight two five and larry what's making you smile well other than a 12 o'clock tea time uh, I was out yesterday, and I noticed uh, a gaggle of sandhill cranes circling in a thermal above the house. And I watched them, and after they climbed out as high as they could get, they turned and headed north. And uh, to me, it seems a little early, but I've learned to trust them. So it probably means we're going to get away with the plan in March without problem. Nice weather. I like probably. that. Uh, don't we have to talk to Puxitani Phil first? 
for know, confirmation. A lot of folks are really kind of tired of pucks. Although time. that rodent's they're been moving, wrong so many times know, anyway. They're moving on. Let's follow yeah. the cranes. <laughs> Thanks, Larry. Good to hear from you. Kaz, what's making you smile? Yes, sir. Your station makes me smile. I know what it's like to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, and you guys do it. And every morning I listen to you, and um, unbelievable. You're spot on oh, with everything. That's nice. And um, I know what it's like to get up 4 o'clock in the morning. It's not easy. I've been military 30 years. And your station makes me smile. I love you guys. Well, yeah, we love you too. I was just thinking as she was speaking, yeah. what a brilliant woman oh, that she sounds like. With you know? amazing taste, I might add as well. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thank you for the compliment. It is um, heartfelt. Let's go to Peasant with a Pitchfork. What's making you? Please check the number. Uh, nope. Had a chance. Had, yep. Nope. He had to run and sharpen that pitchfork. That's what. <laughs> sometimes you, no, sometimes you got to well, take that. time out and sharpen the saw, but he's got a pitchfork. That's so. true. It's different. Yeah, it is. All right, what's making you smile, Greg? Uh, you know, a story that I saw actually on uh, social media earlier this week that involves someone that I actually know. Uh, there was an incident where uh, some folks were eating uh, dinner at a local steakhouse, and the husband suddenly just, like, passed out. He wasn't breathing. Somebody checked. He didn't have a pulse. Mm. And uh, so some folks were calling 911. Other folks were trying to do what they could do. And uh, a former GPD officer, Diamond Smith, who was a, a great man, man of God, uh, jumped into action, as he should, uh, did CPR on the guy, uh, brought that pulse back uh, before the emergency crews got there, and uh, it was a happy ending story there. So You know, our hero yeah. sounds like a real gem of a guy. <laughs> he is. He's a big one, too. You know I had, to, you know I had to get that in there. Uh, that was good. That was okay. good. It's Friday and all, you know. Well, and it's me. Yeah. Good point. That's all I got. <laughs> well, good, because the show's almost over, but not uh-huh. quite yet. Not yet. Not yet. Smell that? Yeah. That's a smoking gun. It's coming up next, brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. Trending right now on the sky. Win New Hampshire. A two-person race. And just a little note to Nikki. She's not going to win. I'm not going to pull out. As it happens. As bad as we think the bill is, I promise you it's worse. We don't want drugs. We don't want criminals. We don't want terrorists. We don't want human trafficking. The news station. Strikes against Houthi targets in Yemen. Conducted by the United States and the United Kingdom. Updates every half hour. Breaking news at once. On News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Time now for the Smoking Gun. Brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. A Republican governor of an interior state by the name of... Christy Nome oh, of yeah. South Dakota uh, was asked about Texas Governor Greg Abbott. She was backing him up, and she said, uh, "Oh yeah, I'll drive the razor wire from here to Texas if <laughs> I have to to help him out." I love it. And uh, she said that Abbott's doing the right thing by standing firm after the Supreme Court ruling in which uh, they sided with the liberals to vacate a lower court's uh, order. Preventing U.S. border agents from accessing the park, which has reportedly been a very high-traffic, illegal migrant arcade. So, good job, Christy Nome. She is your smoking governor. I mean, she is the smoking gun. Thanks to Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. Have a great day. See ya. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.